0: Hey friends, before we get started today, I just want to thank each and every one of you for being here. It means so much to me, the man in the yellow hat, and the rest of the PVG team. And just a quick heads up whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, be sure to hit the little notification icon. So you'll be the first to hear and be ready for some brand new awesome PVG content. And additionally, I know most of you won't, and that's okay. I don't blame you. <laughs> but if you're interested, for only 2 dollars a month, you could listen to PVG Premium. That's where we have the hottest of hot takes, the truly controversial opinions, and stuff so extreme that we don't even say it on the regular show. Thanks, guys. Don't let the globalists win, and enjoy the show. Leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists, the future belongs to patriots. Welcome, 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 friends. It's such a privilege, it's such an honor to be back here for an absolutely fantastic. Patriots First Globalists, episode 18. We're locked, we're loaded, we're high energy, and we're we're ready to roll. Now, friends, a lot has happened in this past week. To be more specific, you can make a case that a lot has happened in the last three or four days. The great ghost, the invisible man, as we like to call him here, John Durham, has continued to build his case against those corrupt, deep-state Obama-era retreads. And that horrendous, disgusting side of beef, Hillary Clinton, for permeating the lie and the absolutely disgusting Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. And friends, Durham is working behind the scenes every day. Justice seems like it could be on the horizon. We also have the most, probably the most interesting man on the planet, the richest man on the planet, and a fun fact to make liberals' heads spin, the richest African-American on the planet, Elon Musk buying Twitter and therefore making tens of thousands of leftists' heads spin. What Musk buying Twitter would mean is... For those not informed, Twitter could be a true bastion of the First Amendment. Free speech, hundreds of thousands, if not millions and billions of different viewpoints together, side by side, as any free speech platform should be. As opposed to the homogenous, leftist, absolute shithole that it is now. So we'll watch, we'll wait, we'll see if Elon could pull it off. But I'm rooting for him, and I think a lot of you guys are too. But we're not talking about those things today. Obviously, as those stories develop, there's a good chance you'll get get a new PVG episode. But today, what I wanted to talk about is something far more sinister, if you will. Something that people have talked about, something that we've known for months, if not years at this point. Today we have a few stories talking about the dangers of the absolutely repulsive, ineffective, and downright criminal COVID-19 vaccines along with some brand new information of where this man-made bioweapon of a disease came from. So buckle in, friends. It's going to be a hell of a ride. And I'm super excited. So friends, let's start here. I know that some of you, probably not all of you, but a good bunch of you have listened to or... or seen or read articles or even tangentially heard of the Watch the Water episode of the Stu Peters show. If you don't know Stu Peters, he kind of does what I do, except (laughs) he's a lot more successful than I am. He's an alternative media podcast news host kind of guy, in case you didn't know. And Stu Peters, a few days ago, he had a doctor by the name of Brian Artis, A-R-D-I-S, in case you wanted to look it up on his show. Um, If you don't know Dr. Artis, his background is, he's the CFO of a, um, a bio-research lab. He used to be a chiropractor and a homeopathic doctor. And basically the, the crux, the summary, if you will, of this Wash the Water episode that, that was so bone-chilling and is so much of a game changer to the official COVID-19 narrative is that what the the allegations, the claims that Dr. Artis made was that COVID-19, the disease, was from synthesized snake venom and that COVID is being spread through our water supply. Now, I've done a lot of research since that episode aired. I was going to put this out a few days ago, but I've just been doing a lot of research to kind of make my own conclusions. And you guys can make your own conclusions too. That's the point of this. I'm not trying to tell people how to think. But based on the research that I've done since since it aired, the whole thing about the water, it's possible, but me personally i don't really think it's plausible for synthesized snake venom to be to be put into a water supply i mean there's so many the the water supply is is controlled by so many different municipalities and departments and states there's not just one water supply that's like there's not just one u s water supply um now, now is it possible? Yes, but in my, in my opinion and also some of the science stuff about about the um, about the virus being put into water, they, they don't match up either. I, I don't want to go into the molecular and all of that stuff, but it, it doesn't really match up well. But like I said, a water su- there's not just one water supply. It's not just like um, there's like a, ma- a giant pipe somewhere that says. US water supply. Now another thing is this. COVID isn't just a United States issue. It's a worldwide wide issue. So multiply the thing I was just saying about the different water supplies and the municipalities and, and, and the state's reserves and, and the reservoirs and all of that and multiply that by a few thousand. To me, the odds of every single one of those or a large majority of every single one of those independent water supplies being poisoned just to me it seems a little far-fetched now more information could come out in the next few weeks or the next few days that could bite me in the ass but as of right now i i don't think the virus being put into water theory holds a lot of weight what i do think holds a lot of weight is this and that is the snake venom now, friends, when I say the snake venom, what I'm referring to is, as I mentioned before, Dr. Artis's claim that the COVID-19 virus was created by synthesizing snake venom in a lab to create a bioweapon slash virus, whatever way you want to slice it. And it's a huge claim. It's a bold claim. It's an absolute bombshell of a claim that will expose even more nefarious globalist entities behind it, if proven correct. Now friends, what I've done here is, after I heard this, I I knew I wanted to make an episode about it. So I went through various different files, I looked up everything I could about it, I went through different sources, different files, different photos, different diagrams, different charts. I even went through different scientific papers showing mitochondria and diagrams of DNA. And after my research, friends, and after going through my sources, I've come to the conclusion that that there is a very, very high probability that Dr. Artis's claims are correct. So friends, let's go back to 2018. Now 2018, as you all know, was two years before COVID. We were in the prime of the Trump years, a secure Southern border, no new wars, the greatest economy in the history of this country, energy independence. Friends, I miss those days and hope we get back there soon. But anyway, in 2018, everyone's favorite deep state globalist organization, the World Economic Forum, led by everyone's favorite piece of garbage, Klaus Schwab, posted an article talking about how snake venom is used in different medications. You know... Kind of suspicious. It, it is the WEF. It is Klaus Schwab. But there's not enough to make any conclusions. So they talk about the different medications and, you know, they talk about venom being used from snakes and snails. And I think that there was one other animal and how it's used in different heart medications. Again, pretty suspicious because it is Schwab's WEF but not enough to fully make a conclusion. But then you get to the end of the page. And they start to talk about about making drugs out of venom and talking about synthesizing venom particles using RNA technology. Do you know what else has RNA technology? The Pfizer, the Moderna, the, what was the third one? The Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccines. Now, if this doesn't start to raise a few eyebrows, guys, I don't know what to tell you. World Economic Forum talking about using snake venom in RNA technologies and messing with DNA. Does that sound like something that you know? Does that doesn't that sound like the COVID vaccines? <laughs> so there is already a very credible connection here. You could almost make a conclusion based on that information. So listen, I'm here to tell you friends, <laughs> buckle in because there is so much more. Now let, let's let's fast forward 2 years. In January of 2020, um, you have to remember, this is before COVID was all over the world. This is when it was just in China. I guess researchers at the time noticed that the source of COVID wasn't a pangolin, which is like a a small Chinese mammal, or a bat, but that... the the genetic sequences of the diseased matched the genetic sequences of snakes. But those those findings were immediately fact-checked and shut down by Fauci, the NIH, the World Health Organization, and the entirety of the leftist global homo media. And they went with their bat story. I'm sure you remember that it came from the bats at the market. It came from the bats at the market. That was their, that was the narrative for months, if not a year, into this. Before the Peter Dazak Fauci emails got, got released, and we started discovering what a piece of garbage Anthony Fauci is, but anyway. So those findings were silenced. And then we have to fast forward a few months in May of that year, May 2020. A researcher by the name of Bing Lu, Ch- Chinese guy, at the University of Pittsburgh. He'd been researching the genetic sequencing of spike proteins for five months. And he was going to make a press release on what he and his team has found. Interestingly, a month later, Another young researcher was discovering and trying to uncover the genetic sequencing of COVID by the name of James Taylor. And Mr. Taylor and Mr. Liu were never able to publish their findings. Now, why weren't Bing Liu and James Taylor able to publish their research? Research that would have shown how the protein sequences in certain types of snakes match up to the protein sequences in the COVID-19 virus. Why wasn't that research able to be published? These guys were well known in the scientific community at the time. They were rising stars. What happened to them? Well, let's play a game. I call it the PVG multiple choice game. It's the very first time I've done this. Is it A, they both decided I don't like science anymore? Let's become musicians? Wrong. Was it B, they sold their research to a mysterious benefactor in the mountains and went to live their lives in solitude? Or was it C, within a month apart, both Taylor and Bing Lu were found dead? I don't know what you've guessed, but if, if if you guess C, your answer would be correct. Yep, that's right. Two researchers re- researching the exact same thing, the exact same topic, a topic that will legitimize the theory connecting COVID-19 to snakes, were found dead. Now, there's a lot of doctors, there's a lot of lawyers, there's a lot of construction workers, but there is not a lot of doctors that, cu- that research genetic sequencing of viruses and animals. What are the odds of them both dying 30 days apart? One in a million, one in a billion, one in 10 billion, one in one trillion? I couldn't find the cause of death for Taylor, but for Bing Lu it said he died in a lover's quarrel. Come on. You and I both know what happened to these guys. The odds of two people researching the same thing, both dying, are near impossible. We know what happened to these guys. They got arcanicided. I don't know who did it. I'm not going to speculate who did it. But you guys know the usual suspects. But that's right these two researchers were more than likely killed for uncovering this, this genetic truth. And because their research was nev- never put out there, Fauci and the corrupt World Health Organization, the Global Homo Media, and the leftist media of the world kept pushing that that bat theory, which, is, as I mentioned before, was the dominant theory until the lab leak thing came out and implicated Fauci to be the cause of all this shit and his connections to Peter Daszak. By now, all of that is known. I don't need to get into that. But yeah, because of these two researchers... The world never knew about COVID COVID being caused by snakes and the connection until now. Now, something else to note. And this corresponds with what Dr. Brian Artis was saying on the Stu Peter show in the Watch the Water episode was the fact that smokers weren't get, getting COVID because of so w- what he said. And I don't remember what he said. We're going to get into it. But basically, he said that there are certain proteins in the snake venom that block nicotine. And I didn't really understand that until I pulled up this data. So, since 2005, it's been known that nicotine blocks the receptors in the brainstem that are attacked by cobra venom. So, th- what these receptors do, they control the diaphragm and thus enable the pers- enable a person to breathe, thereby obtaining sufficient oxygen. So, if you're smoking, I guess keep smoking. It's not the best health thing, but if you, if you don't want to get the uh, lab ma- lab-made... <laughs> Fauci disease, keep smoking. <laughs> so what would, no- what would normally happen for, for non-smokers would be that the venom would reach the... the ve- let me rephrase that. The venom would normally hit these re- receptors, restricting breathing but because of the nicotine in the bloodstream the the nicotine blocks the effect the uh, the suffocating effects of the venom now from personal experience i vape i used to be probably a half a pack a day smoker I, I i i smoked i smoked newports and now i vape I know a lot of there's a lot of smokers in my family. Of those who smoke, not one have ever gotten COVID. Now, I, I, listen, my experiences don't match empirical data, but you know, just a just a little tidbit for you guys to know. But anyway, early on in the COVID scamdemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Studies showed that smokers were the least represented demographic among COVID su- sufferers. Which if you if you've ever looked at viruses, if you've ever studied anything, e- even basic common common knowledge would suggest that a respiratory virus would definitely affect people with screwed up lungs. However, this wasn't the case. And it appears that the, the nicotine saved them from being poisoned by venom. Now, a French research study uh, two years ago in 2020 um, were able to decipher and discover that the nicotine receptors that control the diaphragm's ability to breathe were what the spike protein was targeting. So these researchers actually theorized that nicotine could be a good way to stop and treat COVID. Now, why it never went anywhere, I don't know. But a good theory is is that the corrupt globalists at the World Health Organization or the NIH or any of these deep state entrenched global governments and health organizations probably put it to rest. But it's it's, it's an interesting thing to note, and that piece of the puzzle connects really, really well with what we're discussing here. So I I thought it was just interesting to mention. There's what they were doing early on in the pandemic, and what what I think they tried to kill President Trump with at Walter Reed Hospital, I don't know if you remember this story, but If I'm correct, when President Trump got COVID in I think October of 2020, he was giving remdesivir. I'm sure you've heard that before. And we mentioned that early on. And he wasn't doing really well because they gave him that. Were they trying to kill him? I don't know. I don't know for sure. But as you know, in these groups of globalists, nothing like that could ever be discounted. But anyway, back to... Remdesivir. I don't know if he was given it due to mismanagement or it was an attempt on his life. I'm not 100% sure. What I do know is this. Remdesivir is not safe at all. And in part two, the reason there's going to be a part two, you know, I would love to keep going, but we're already over 25 minutes. So you'll hear more about the dangers of remdesivir in part two. But, friends, what can I say? This has been one of the most fun and exciting episodes I've ever recorded. I hope you enjoy it. And part two, my friends, there's going to be so, so, so much more. So stay strong. Keep your head held up high. And like I always tell you, don't let the globalists win. Thanks, guys. (music) Bye. <music>